0: Just in so case you don't know, I'm back on the call. I've been oh, off. we did, we did oh, not know we're you were finished. back on the call. We're wrapping up. Yeah, right. we're done. All right, cool. I give, it, all I, I give it one star.
1: 2D, the flat frontier. These are the voyages of the Pancake Enterprise, its rotoscoped mission to repeat the same animation and music to transcend the limitations of 70s animation to go boldly where no cartoon has gone before Toontrek based upon Star Trek created by Gene Roddenberry Starring Paul Spataro Also starring Dave Pascarella with Bill Robinson and Andrew Leyland as Andy, production assistant J. David Wheater. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an auspicious occasion. The final episode of Tomb Trek. And by definition, the final episode of Star Trek. The animated series. The counterclock incident sees everybody going back in time ever so slightly and de-aging, which is something we all wish we could do. I am Commodore Andrew Leyland, and on this voyage into discovery in a parallel universe of youth orientated excitement, I am joined by Paul Spataro. Hello Was that Jimmy am doing your voice?
0: That's that's my that's my Robert April. Okay. Dave
1: Pascarella, the finest medical officer in the fleet. You know, at this
2: age, I find myself wandering around the mall, wondering why the kids don't call.
1: And Dr. Bill Robinson, who has designed many of the tools in Dr. McCoy's sickbay. That was quality. The Counter Clock Incident was written, or credited as being written by John Culver, but was in fact written by Fred Bronson and directed by Bill Reed, despite what the end credits would have you believe. But before we delve into this quality piece of Trek, let's look at what we laughingly refer to as the news.
3: This Justin, this is old.
1: (laughs) Who's Justin? Bieber. Is he, is he is he coming along? Because that'd be fun for us. I don't know. He's got like half his
3: face is paralyzed or something. He's got Bell's palsy, hasn't he? I'm, I, 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 did not read what it was. It said something. It said it was a rare disease, and it showed a picture of him with his half his face is is one one eye was closed. So I was mm. like,
0: hmm, okay, moving on.
1: Moving on. And is that our star threat news? Justin Bieber has yeah, Bell's. Yes, Justin Bieber. Has-
0: uh, I, guess, I guess guess the closest I have on Star Trek news is that uh, you know I have started watching Strange New Worlds and I am finding it entertaining. I don't know if I'm quite as high on it as the buzz around it seems to be. Everybody's you know oh this is just like the original show now. I don't know about that, but it's it's enjoyable and I'm I'm you know I'm on it, which. Still leaves a season of Discovery and a, and Picard in the wake for me to still get to yet. But, uh, you know, I, I watched the first three episodes based on the positive buzz. And, yeah, so far so good. So you've not seen Spock amok? I have not seen <laughs> Spock amok yet. Amok, uh, amok, amok. That, amok, is, amok, that amok, I believe, amok. is episode five. And as we record this, there are six episodes that have dropped. How many are they going to be in the season? Do we know?
1: I believe there's going to be ten. Ooh.
0: So, so uh, we're, we're in the
1: back half now.
0: I, um, is, is it me, or does it, is Anton Mount's hair getting like higher and higher in every episode?
1: He looks like Johnny Bravo, doesn't he? A little bit, yeah. a little bit, yeah. <laughs> 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 so, Thank you very much.
3: It's by Johnny Bravo.
1: Well, um, we can't really go too deep, because Dave hasn't seen any of them. And neither have I. What? Oh yeah, I yeah, you had- yeah. By now, I have seen them legally. <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have seen them, and I'm allowed to have seen them by the time this gets released. So I, I, either- I honestly don't think there's a stinker in the bunch. I've, I have actually really enjoyed all of
0: them. And yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not but, saying there's a stinker. I'm just not, you know, ready to say, oh, this is like the best Star Trek. No, um, you know. I'm with you because there were people who saying after Episode One, this is the
1: best Star uh, Trek since the original, and Episode Two there were people saying this is the best season best first season of a Trek show since the original and I'm like dude you've had
0: two episodes yeah let's
1: uh, let the entire season unfold there's a, there's a lot of start uh, making
0: grandiose statements like that yeah a lot of recency bias going on
1: yes and also I do I genuinely do think it's cause it actually looks and feels like it's Star Trek
0: mm-hmm. you know and I think that you know I think I think there's there's a uh you know a little bit of a rubber band effect going, where where everybody wanted the uh, the long form, season long narrative going on, uh, until we got it on a regular basis on virtually every dramatic show that's on, and then people said, you know, I missed the old days when you had a one and done episode. So now we're getting kind of some one and done episodes, and they're like, ah, look at this, isn't it wonderful? And if they did that for too long, then people are going to say, but there's no long story going on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Descartes. You Yeah. But see, there well, is a long story arc. There is an arc. There is, yeah. It's character arcs more than a story arc, which I always think is the best way of approaching it. For me, this is mm-hmm. only me, I think the best seasons of any television show that have done this are the third season of Buffett and the first season of Veronica Mars, where they balanced the overall story arc with individual episodes and character arcs perfectly. There are episodes in both those seasons you can just watch as standalone episodes, and it doesn't make a blind bit of difference to the overall story. But going on, when you watch all 22 of them, the story is built up over the entire season. And I don't think anyone's ever really, including those shows, they never match that themselves. And I think I said this before with the most recent series, Discovery, I didn't watch five episodes in the middle. I watched like the first three or four, I got the general consensus of what the story was. I skipped over five of them and just watched the two-part finale, and I didn't feel like I'd missed anything. I had no problem following what was going on. So if that was a big, long, continuing narrative, then not a lot must have happened in those middle five episodes.
3: Well, and nowadays they show, you know, previously on blah, blah, blah. And you get like a two, three-minute wrap-up. It's like, okay, so why, why did I, you know, I guess I really didn't need to watch all these other episodes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love that this is tangential. I love that the beginning of Obi-Wan had a previously on Star Wars. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. Previously in the prequels that we previously disavowed all knowledge of, but now have embraced. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah, I, I, it I think it's it's been, it's been solid every week. This week's episode was... Everyone's raved about this week. All I want to say about it is I've seen The Wicker Man, so but mm. it, it's oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't suck. perfectly. Yeah,
3: I it. mean, I kind of saw, I was like, mm, I'm pretty sure I know where this is going.
1: Oh, yeah, I was right. Mm. <laughs> but there were some nice bits in it, and as yes. usual, Hanson Mount is, is brilliant. And I never thought I'd say this, but I'm really warming to Ethan Peck. I much prefer Ethan Peck to Zachary Quinter. Mm.
3: Yes, I
0: I agree on that. But I bet I Ethan found, Peck couldn't oh. play Siler.
1: Well, no, but maybe I use, was wrong as yes. fuck. Yeah. Uh, I, always, I always found Zachary Quinto acting. Do you know what I mean? I yes. always felt like he was acting, yeah, I know exactly. whereas with Leonard Nimoy, mm-hmm. Leonard Nimoy, Leonard Nimoy wasn't acting. Mm-hmm. Leonard Nimoy was Spock. So, oh. But no, so far, duly impressed with everything. I thoroughly enjoyed Spock and Mark. I mean, you can sit there. If you're going to be one of those, I'm going to make 30 YouTube videos, but I hope so, I am. There are loads you can nitpick in, in Spock and mock. Like, okay, if he's seen to bring this regularly, why did he only have a picture of her as a young girl in a mock town? And Nurse Christine Chapel, where has where her personality gone by the time we get to the original show? Yeah. That's... But, yeah, but... Mm. But it was so enjoyable, I just didn't care. And Kurt really got screwed in his quarters. Pike's got this lavish; he's got (laughs) a five-star hotel, his top, top swanky penthouse apartment, hasn't he? Yeah. And Kurt got a cupboard.
2: I got a mirror. (laughs) It's because it was the downsizing from the fifties to the sixties.
1: That's that'll be what it is. Oh yeah. Kurt got a cupboard. But even Sickbay, Sickbay is massive. Mm. It's like they've discovered TARDIS technology, and then they forgot about it when they made Kirk's Enterprise. Oh, do you think they partitioned it up because the crew got bigger, so That's they needed why. more crew quarters? I, there you actually, go.
3: No, they they did not get bigger because in this episode he specifically states something like, "We have 430 crew members." Oh, and crew, right, okay. So the crew didn't get any bigger. So the crew the, the same.
1: same size? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I do like the
1: doctor, uh, Doctor Mbenga. Mbenga, Mbenga, yeah. I love Mbenga.
3: I like the actor too. I don't know what else I've seen him in, but um,
1: it's it's a massive spoiler with him, dude, because at some point he's got to shave off that beard. Mm. <laughs> to fit in with Canon, gonna have to shave that beard off. Oh, oh, well, no, now. <laughs> facial hair. I have happen. done a six-part YouTube series of four-hour videos about how that breaks canon. <laughs>
3: <sighs> oh, there was... I read some... I was curious because some guy put up an article about how how uh, Kenobi was wrong because he already knew that Vader was alive and blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. And then I no, read I this guy... It, well, hold on. Then I read this guy's defense and I'm like... Like you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I could argue this either way. Yeah, you know, using Star Wars logic from a certain point of view. I'm like, <laughs> it's like
1: you not know, your four points are meaningless. Piss off. You can, I think, you can <laughs> interpret it as he knew Anakin was Darth Vader. He finds that out in Revenge of the Sith. I have absolutely no problem with him living on Tatooine for ten years and not being aware Darth is still alive. Luke Skywalker's dad, Anakin Skywalker, is, according to the prequels, a galaxy-renowned war hero. Luke's never heard of him. Luke thinks his dad was a navigator yeah. on a spice freighter. Yeah, but just... This... And plus, he, he's on a
3: backward-ass planet. How would he know about it? Yeah, he can... Gets... And he's deliberately staying out of the way. He's deliberately off-grid. You know, like, I'm sure there's people in London, Andy, that are famous and
1: all kinds of stuff, but you live up in, you know... Every single year, my friend, there will be an episode of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, or Dancing on Ice, or Strictly on one of the reality shows, and they will wheel these people out, and I will be like, never heard of them.
0: Exactly. Well, yeah. Well, that's, that's different over there with all the fog and everything. Of course, you don't see. <laughs> exactly.
1: People. We're a lot smaller than Tatooine, dude.
3: Right. And we're talking about an entire galaxy. Far, far away, no life. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like if if you you know why would he know about his you know his dad who was a galaxy hero you know he
0: he would know if it's, if he knew who his dad first, was.
3: When, that was suppressed anyway because his his father was a Jedi and all the stuff about the Jedi was
2: squashed by the
3: Empire. Exactly. So piss off! I'm so so tired of people that are just nitpicking it. Okay, so yeah, we
1: nitpick stuff, but we're a little, <laughs> but we're <laughs> good. Yes, we're good There's a there's a difference between having a bit of fun with it and saying yeah but I'm still enjoying it I'm still thinking it's fun and it's fine and do you remember when as fans we used to do that that we used to make this stuff fit as best we could yeah. I still remember I read the DC Comics annual number one for Star Trek because we are a Star Trek podcast are we going to talk about Star Trek on the Star Trek podcast yeah 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 the we're going to pretty soon did the first annual was Kirk's first mission do you ever read any, any of you ever read that Yes, and I think the last annual was the last mission. Last mission, yeah, and they were brilliant. Both fantastic stories. And then Vonda McIntyre, for the 20th anniversary, wrote a novel, Enterprise the First Adventure, that flatly contradicts what that (laughs) annual was. And DC Comics, the letters page, basically said, send us in a way that both of them can work and we'll send you something. And to me, that's the way it works. You go, all right, we can make these jibe together. I read that Mm -hmm. novel. I still prefer annual number one.
2: I am with you 110%. That's the Space Circus one, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. With the red-headed Vulcan. Yeah. The laughing red-headed Vulcan, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. I, <sighs> I prefer Annual Number 1 by Mike W. Barr and David Ross. You know. Which is, if, you, if you're if you a Star Trek fan, you've never read that annual, find it. Because it's really, really good.
0: I, and I, I and skip the book. I understand yeah. that it goes <laughs> against the popular... Uh, continuity thoughts and all of that. But to me to see, you know, a, a Ewan McGregor Obi Wan Kenobi face off against Darth Vader, still voiced by James Earl Jones, I'll take it. Mm. I don't yeah. care figure yeah. out a way to work it into the continuity, I will take it. Because it was it was terrifying.
1: Vader's walking through that town and he just snaps that boy's neck. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> My I'm, okay. I was watching that with my
3: kid, uh, uh, with my son and daughter that still live at home, and they're in their 20s. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> okay. So, so we're all watching it together, and um, <laughs> my daughter happens, you know, because they're kids, they're also on the phones at the same time. The kids with the phones. Uh, I was too, but I but we're all watching. So she's looking at something on Twitter and says. And just after that scene with Vader, she's like, I can't believe that somebody said Vader's Vader wasn't um, aggressive enough. This, a- a-. I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, not aggressive enough. He walked through the town ripping people literally out of their homes and snapping their necks and dragging them through the dirt going like,
1: you know, Obi-Wan, come out and play, you know. And I, I thought it was really beautifully handled in if you watch it back to back with Mustafa, were Obi Wan's at the peak of his powers, and then he's shit scared. Hugh Mcgregor does a brilliant job there. He's terrified of it, and these people that are just
3: like, oh, Obi Wan's being portrayed as a chump. I'm like, yeah, he hasn't. He's been hiding for ten years. The man probably has post traumatic stress. He thinks, or you know, or whatever your disposition of of his best friend in his life he basically murdered him or f- permanently disfigured him gee you can't allow somebody a, you know or why well, he's not functioning as a hero shut the f up <laughs> like, well, also, watch there's, another, it. There's, there's three episodes left after that there's still time yeah and i've watched the recent one and uh, some of the rust could be coming off is all i'll say
1: hmm yeah, also, the most recent well, one was very good I did not uh, see that yes, one yet it was, it was really good and I love the kid playing Leia the thing I liked about it is this is proper use of that technology When I know I'm in the distinct minority but when Luke Skywalker showed up in Barba Fett or whatever it was I thought it was awful he looked like a robot, he sounded like a Cylon it was dreadful give me beardy, miserable, grumpy Luke any day of the week, portrayed <laughs> by a proper actor and not a cg creation but for this apparently they've used that same voice filter thing to de-age james Earl jones's voice and it's brilliant because if you remember rogue one he sounded a bit he did sound older but the difference here is luke's dialogue was pieced together from previous audio hamel recorded as a younger man with this james Earl jones has apparently recorded the new dialogue and then they've de-aged it and it mm. works so much better. It's
0: really good. Well, I, I liked the Luke appearances, so what can I tell you?
1: <laughs> Cellar say the old
0: folks. Speaking of old folks, yeah, let's let's eh? let's discuss this episode because you know what? Just before we do the episode, this is the final episode of Star Trek: The Animated Series, which now marks the third series that we have completed. With obviously Deep Space Nine and Firefly.
1: Yeah, it was. Mm. I'm, I'm not getting enough credit for that Segway, boys.
0: <laughs> bravo! Bravo! We it will is. regale that's you throughout the internet
1: on the bike. On your yes, on I your
0: uh, Segway ability. You could ride a Segway. <laughs> could do that, yeah. That's impressive. can I, I, I do the synopsis? Yes. Provide us with a synopsis, Andrew. For you and your gallant crew.
1: On Stardate 6770.3, the Federation Starship Enterprise is transporting very distinguished guests. Its very first commander, Commodore Robert April, and his wife, Sura, the first medical officer on the Starship equipped with warp drive, who designed many of the tools in Dr. McCoy's sickbay. The destination is a diplomatic conference on the planet Babel pronounced babble for some reason and his planned retirement ceremony when it encounters a ship flying at fantastic speeds directly into a supernova and that'll end the trip real quick the enterprise champagne supernova rabbit- thank oh, you noel know. sir sorry, sorry. The Enterprise attempts to assist by grabbing the vessel with a tractor beam and locking onto it, but instead both ships are pulled through the supernova and into a negative universe where time flows backward and everything works in a counterclockwise fashion. Consequently, everyone aboard the ship begins to grow younger. The young woman piloting the ship what's piloting? The young woman piloting the ship, Carla V, takes them to the homeworld arette terror backwards, see what they did there, and seeks the help of her son, a much older man named Carl Four. In a race against time for the increasingly de-aging Enterprise crew, they work out a solution for getting back home. With Captain Kirk and his crew members reduced to children, April, now a 34-year-old man, retakes command and must bring the Enterprise to safety before it's too late. The attempt to get home is successful and they selves and the rest of the crew to their proper Ages. So why does any virus ever affect the crew of the Enterprise if supposed to be you can do this? The end. Yeah. Alright, well, I did like well, I did like this I, episode. I, I like really <laughs> this episode. I'm 100%. If we ignore the science of it, which is
0: dumb, there's so a grain of person. a good concept in there somewhere that yes, they didn't bother is. to develop into a. Coherent story. Because how how do you, how does giving birth work? Yeah, quite, quite difficult.
1: difficult. Yes. Ow! <laughs> 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 Ow! Oh, oh, no, get out, no. Very it's going difficult. Up. It's going in. And ah. how does it, do you give birth and then die? And I would think so, right? <laughs> is, is that the first thing <laughs> is that the last thing I don't I don't get it. I don't understand that.
0: And and your uh, mem- your memories fade to the younger age. So you'd be yeah. born with a head full of thoughts, Absolute. Well, no, little by little they would go down
3: first, and then you'd pick it up, you'd be really smart, and then you would just get, uh, you know, you would just lose everything. You know, I guess that's the way life is now, just in the opposite yeah, direction. Yeah, no, but,
0: but I mean, again, it's, there's, a, there's, there's a thought there where you say, okay, there's, there's a concept here that you could build on and do something. But you know what? It's a 22-minute cartoon, so let's just yeah. move it along. Don't even bother giving any thought to how would this work in real life. That's what it feels like to me. Caller uh, 5. Call a 5 alive! But it is <laughs> totally... I, I think it's it's redeemed just by the presence of Robert April. Just because you feel like that gives you some something to the canon. Uh, although I really, really disliked the voice acting on Mrs. April. Is that uh, Michelle Nichols pretending yeah. she's old? Yeah. 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 It's, and it's and all she does like. is talk low and slow. Well, yeah. I thought I'm Stuhin, old. Stuhl, bad didn't do
3: when he first started to talk as Robert April. I was like, mm, oh, okay, yeah, it's James Doohan. <laughs> when he first started, I was like, wait, 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 oh yeah, okay, it's James Doohan. So I didn't think he did too bad. But yeah, uh, Sarah was like, "Oh, really? Uh,
0: this is my old plant, and it only lives <laughs> for a couple of hours."
3: Uh, it's it just now she said it was from Capella. Is that the same Capella from uh, with uh, you know the tear and Julie Numar and? Uh,
2: oh yeah, no, that was acapella.
0: Yeah, people, <laughs> people go to that planet to learn how to sing without music. Yeah, it's a part of a singing, it's part of a singing troupe.
2: How great would it have been if, when they got to the reverse universe, uh, Lazarus was there waiting for them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy, ah, oh, man. I had a whole problem with the the warp speed, where it's like they're gonna they were gonna pass this nova anyway. Because Kirk says, oh, it's going to be a beautiful sight. Then the ship comes at them doing 36, Warp 36. Yeah, Warp well, so 36. And, and it's still taking. a Warp 36, how could you even see the ship coming, to be honest?
1: Yeah, they, they would have been. There was something at the. Oh, no, there isn't. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Pretty much. Wait, what? What was that? Yeah. It'd be like me saying,
2: look, the house across the street. Oh, we're headed for it at five hundred miles an hour, and it takes twenty minutes to get there. And I would fly five
0: hundred warp. <laughs> <laughs> now, one thing
3: that was a nice touch that when they did the captain's log in the other universe, the date did become earlier.
1: Oh, that was quite a cute touch. Be- yeah.
3: Because it started at. 6770.3 and then it went to point six and then when they went in the other universe it went to point one so it wasn't you know they didn't have to do it <laughs> but somebody had the, enough foresight to go oh yeah okay time's traveling backwards yeah got it now and I call oh sorry go ahead no, no, you go first I call shenanigans on the no no we've lived a full life oh yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah.
0: Right. yeah. yeah.
1: So, I, I do. I'm like, no way, man. It's like you No, know, Peter stayed thirty four, wouldn't it? It's like I could start over.
3: I could, you know Oh, we've lived such a fool in there. there's nothing Stop. I could do
1: better. Well you know what? Then do it again. <laughs> it was great. No. I'd, <laughs> I'd 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 be stayed at thirty four but cashing that pension check. Right. And make sure you take the
2: lifetime payout option for the most yep. amount of money.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All the paperwork's been processed, yeah. dude. Just because I de-edged, I want what's due for me.
0: Stick it to the federation, but but no, but you're 34. No, no, no. So <laughs> no 75. No, no, no. By the uh, by, the first episode of uh, Next Generation, nobody bothered to tell uh, Bones that that 75 is the mandatory dr- retirement age.
2: They, yeah, they had a lawsuit since that episode, and it's no longer the. Mandatory retirement age.
1: They've pushed the mandatory retirement age after they've realized that uh, people are staying alive longer and the state benefit costs more money to keep people alive. Because that's what we've done. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Have you. Uh, h- how do you think Sulo's neck was after this episode, driving in reverse the whole time? <laughs> Because he kept looking over his shoulder. Yeah, I just have this image of him with his arm on the back of the chair, looking backwards.
0: But yeah, you know, I mean, and that's the stuff that just, you know, it's like they didn't bother to think it out. So, because time goes backwards, you have to actually ride something that was designed to go forward backwards. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's well, there's no real logic com- there. Well, well why Carlos- weren't
3: why weren't they walking backwards? If the ship has to now go backwards, yeah. I mean, if you're going to you do know, it, then
2: you got to like, do it all the way. Yeah, but when Carla Five was in the normal universe, she spoke backwards. Mm-hmm. They couldn't understand her. When they went to her universe, wouldn't Shouldn't. they be speaking backwards? Exactly. Stop. That's what I was thinking too. It's like, well, wait a minute.
1: <clears throat> no, we're now we're now subject to the rules of this universe.
3: Eh, whatever.
1: He should have just called this episode the day before tomorrow is yesterday.
2: You know what is great though about the uh, the uniforms is they shrink as you get smaller. Yeah, that's that's the original. Like molecules, yeah, yeah, that's that's what they. Uh,
3: no, it's 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 it kept, They get new uh, uniforms transported onto them because the transporter can fix anything.
1: Apparently, apparently, transports can fix a thing. And obviously, all the, the science fiction stuff is backdrop. The real story is about how the elderly still have something to contribute to
0: society. What is um, that exactly? That I thought. What was what? What do what, what, <laughs> what, what do we have to, to and I'm gonna include myself here. What do we have to uh, to society here? We got nothing.
1: Yeah, with well, the you that said I,
0: I just mean, you have to de-age to do it. I'm, I'm at the, the point, 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 point in life where I just want to be a burden on society. I don't want to contribute anymore.
2: Yeah, you've we've paid. You've paid enough, right? Yeah.
0: I gotta contribute
2: still. Well, screw you.
1: that. I
0: mean, you
3: you've
1: got to still save the galaxy.
3: Well, you see, you, now now, what needs to happen, all right, because of this incident in Starfleet, it now must be mandatory to have at least two really old people on the ship in case time pulls backwards. You can have somebody on the ship that can know what's going on. It's a new OSHA regulation. That's right. That's and, right. Do you have a 90 year old here? I don't see. Uh, he's only 88. Nope. I'm sorry. We need a 90 year old. He died since we left. <laughs> Get you also
2: one. have to have an infant in case it somehow goes in the opposite
0: direction. <laughs> Keep having them babies. Let's go. it's I mean, again, I know it's a twenty two minute cartoon, and I, I think we've we've sung this song so many times at this point where it's you know, you, you you gotta give it a certain amount of leeway for that. But I do believe that they understood that despite the time slot, despite the you know, the, the vent you know, the, the the medium that they were in, that they knew they were going to, they were trying to attract an older audience. So I think they needed to put a little bit more thought into these plots to give it just a little something to make you say, "Hey, that, you know, that's kind of a cool, cool concept that they're giving us here." And it, it doesn't feel like they did that at all. It, it's like well, we came up with an idea and love, let's just run with it. They love
2: the de aging concept because we do it two more times in the next generation. We do the D and, and the aging. Where are you? They love this stuff.
3: They can't get enough of it. The kids. The kids they love this. Look
1: at Picard with hair. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's
2: See, a little well, that
1: kid. One, that one's quite funny. When when he pretends that Riker's his dad. That's a funny episode. But that again—that's the difference that Paul was just talking about. It's that has forty-five minutes to tell its story, so it has little places where you can do those little funny character beats. This has just basically got to get in, tell its story, and get the hell out of Dodge. Oh, before I forget, we forgot something in the news:
3: the Orville is back on.
1: Oh, so it says I've not watched them yet. It's on, on, on Hulu. On, I've on Hulu,
0: yeah, I watched the first Hulu. one. Hulu, I've watched. Yep, picked up nicely where it left off. And and a, uh, a little fine. you know little thing at the beginning tribute to you know just a, a dedication Norm MacDonald. to Norm McDonald. So yeah. I, I like that. I, I, sorry,
3: sorry, did you I was
0: a Norm Macdonald fan. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, when when was the very first time that Robert April was mentioned? In Star Trek continuity I, it was before this mm. correct I mean uh, no this he's mentioned I think he's mentioned in the making
1: of Star Trek which was produced in the second season of the show but I think he's only mentioned as when Roddenberry was coming up with names for captains I'd have to relook at the book and he's obviously in the list right. I don't think he's been mentioned before this that there was a captain before Christopher
0: Pike as far as I remember. Now we were talking okay. about, uh, you know, right. our, our we well, are talking about our desire to kind of hang on to continuity, and I just wish so much that they had made, uh, you know, Captain Captain April the captain in in the show Enterprise instead of having to bring in Captain Archer. You know, make the character exactly the same as you made him, have Scott Bakula play him, just make him Captain April. But no, we have to create a new character so we can get credit for well, it.
2: When the, that show was coming out, that's exactly what I thought it was
0: going to be, the adventures of Captain April.
1: Yeah, but then they would have had to give Fred Bronson
0: money. Which is just, mm. you know, I mean, I, it, it just feels so petty.
1: Yeah. Well, there's the other the other continuity issue that's, that brings up with this, is that the Doctor, his wife, Sarah, says that she was the first Doctor on the first warp ship capable starship, but that's contradicted by First Contact.
0: Hmm. Maybe she's, uh, you know, maybe she's she's a little losing it. I invented the scalpel, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but again,
1: she could mean the first warp-capable starship. But then that's contradicted by Enterprise. So.
0: Or, or maybe. Yeah,
2: I'm. It, I'm it reading turns out it, she wasn't a doctor at all. You know, <laughs> <laughs> she was a botanist. As it turns out, <laughs> she, she was the bartender. On the ship. Okay, so with, with Robin um,
3: So there's so many contradictions. I'm reading his in- entry on the on me- on memory alpha. Yeah, just go read it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because it's like, he was listed as this, but then he was listed as that. But then this contradicts this, but then this book said that. And now with Strange New Worlds, Robert April is in it again, and now it's creating a whole new
1: blah, 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 blah. Uh, the transmission that we got back from the log entries from this episode were faulty, And he just looks a little pale, That's <laughs> all.
3: Yeah, we know what that means. But the other two on the show don't. It's a
1: different actor. Well, he's not an actor in this show. He's a two-dimensional <laughs> construct. Yes. But it was it was nice here that there was a, a captain of the Enterprise before Pike, because again, it adds that the Enterprise has been around a lot longer than the twenty years that Admiral Morrow says it is in Star Trek Three. Oh what is God. Star Trek canon again?
3: Uh, there's a Robert April of, the alter- of an alternate reality. Oh, Jesus.
1: Oh, I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. <laughs> as, far, as far as we were, this was his first appearance, right? Oh, so does, yes. the, Robert, does the Robert April in Strange New Worlds have a wife that we're going to meet, do you think? Well,
3: um... I, oof, that's a good question, because well, she would already be they would already be married. Uh, <sighs> yes. You go by this. Yeah, they but, met on the ship and now he's an admiral in strange new worlds admiral.
1: his first appearance he's not going to have the wife admiral. with him let's be honest Ah, sorry so it didn't matter that she wasn't there his first appearance was literally hey chris i need you mate that was literally it key
3: dates 2195 year of birth 2245 appointed captain of the enterprise 2250 transfers command to christopher pike Appointed Federation ambassador at large. 2259 holds the rank of Admiral. 2270 holds the rank of
2: Commodore. Then he moves to Sweethaven.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, yeah, he develops so. a
1: squinky eye. A hey, so little One of the writers as Enterprises said that it wasn't Robert April, not just for monetary reasons. But that's bullshit when we learn why Topola was created. Mm-hmm. Um, they were going to make that. It was going to be T'Pau. Yeah. And they changed that so they didn't have to pay um, Ted Sturgeon's estate some money. Like
3: yeah, but you know, it, I'm. I'm
1: Okay, I'm not fine they did
3: it because <coughs> they cheat somebody out of money. But at some point, you know, just create a new character. Do we have to have everything tie back into it? No, oh, I'm how, fine with that. How small. The writer's
1: explanation is that the Enterprise in Enterprise is not the Constitution class Starship Enterprise. That Robert April, and Christopher Pike were in command of, and mm-hmm. all right, I can go with that. My problem is when they did it in Voyager. Robert Duncan McNeely's clearly playing. the well, yeah, yeah, Alex yeah. All right. Yes, yes,
3: yeah. No, but I'm saying the character of to Yeah,
1: I don't mind to Paul whatever. Well, it's yeah, shiny in your hand, isn't it? Yeah. But but they did. You didn't need to have. Like, there's no reason
3: other than to make a quote unquote connection back yeah. to the original series but you don't need that it, because this character she seems more involved with you know the 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 one in Amok time she's more of a political religious figure which whereas, is what
1: she ended up being in in Enterprise isn't it doesn't she show up in the fourth season mm, oh I don't remember isn't T'Pau in some episodes oh well she, she could be because she, I'm sure you know, she is
3: Spoken. So, so yes, <laughs> I'm glad they didn't make T'Pol to powell
1: But if you're going to see any character come back, right? Would you not love to be see T'Pol in Strange New Worlds? Hmm. Hmm. I'd love that. Bring because Enterprise doesn't get any love, right? And it really isn't as bad as everyone says it is by any stretch. Well, how old would Archer be? Uh, You're a you you're a hundred years beyond Archer, aren't you? I
3: don't know.
1: I don't. I don't know the date. What? Do you think he's at mandatory retirement age? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing with Archer is he got trapped in a failed and botched time travel experiment,
3: and he never returned home. (laughs) Uh, You got me for a second. I'm like, what? Wait, so, (laughs) (sighs) smacking his tricorder, going
1: you got to get me out of this leap, Al.
3: <laughs> Who's Al? <laughs> Obviously, it's affected the neurons in his brain. It's all Swiss cheese.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, when well, we're talking about Quantum Leap,
0: I think we've wrapped this one up. Yeah, this, this... I mean, sadly, the show didn't go out on, like, a real high note. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing, well, to me, the biggest thing about this episode that really, you know, that I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm on board is just the fact that they included Robert, Robert April, that they felt, you know, they gave us a little bit more of, of some, you know, legacy and history here. Uh, but beyond that, you know, it was kind of an unimaginative episode with, you know, once again... You know, uh, less than stellar voice acting, uh, yes. and and you know too too quick of a resolution and, and not well thought out enough. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to jump right on, on on jump right ahead here and say I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a little credit for the presence of Robert April, but beyond that, I'm I'm gonna I'm giving it a, a grade that's not going to be high, but I'll let Andy give his first because he it's his episode.
3: But we're not going to talk about the, you know, the, all the extra money they they had to spend on um on on having younger and younger versions, you know, like. Uh, you know what? You know.
0: It, when they de-aged the crew, you, you they, good point, Andy. I mean, uh, Bill. Yeah. Uh, I did like when you know the way the animation was when they made them younger. When they show a close up of their faces, just looking a little younger each time. Just a little uh, bit younger, a little bit younger. I thought that yeah. was well done. So. You know, let's give credit for that. That's good point. I loved William Shatner's young voice. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. What do you mean?
1: <laughs> okay, Bill, now crack your voice like you go through puberty.
0: All right. I'm one the of my, captain of, of the of Enterprise.
1: <laughs> it's better than hands. One of my favourite Bill Shatner stories is when they were on about doing Starfleet Academy and Harv Bennett was telling him about it would kind of break it to him that look you know you're only going to be in the wraparound sequence and while he was telling him so Kurt's going to be about 17 or 18 and Shatner apparently paused and went yes I could play that
0: (laughs) (laughs) no Bill you can't that's like when Adam West got upset about not playing Batman in the 1989 movie
1: (laughs) see that film would be so much better if Adam West was in it
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> Did you see the thing? Uh,
3: I know we're getting on a tangent. There was somebody took. Uh, uh, I think it's corridor, corridor digital dot, dot com. They they took Adam West and put him in the Robert. Yeah,
1: Pattinson. I saw that. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Go and look it up. Adam West in the trailer for the Batman instead of Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Well worth a watch. Um, yeah. Overall, honestly, I thought this one was fine. It's turnabout intruder level of fine. In that it's enjoyable despite the script, not because of it. I thought the actual idea was okay. It's not explored properly, but it's okay. And it's nice getting some more backstory on Robert April. And I wasn't bored by it. And I can't say that about a lot of Star Trek. There are certain episodes that I'm bored rigid by. And this wasn't one of them. So I'm going to give it two and a
3: half. Wow. Man, I'm... I am the outlier this time because last night when I got done watching, I was like, "Hmm, I might give this a four. and then, and then, and then maybe I'm starting to age because I've kind of walked that back a little bit. I think I'm I'm gonna give it three uh, three Lieutenant Eric's sucking his thumb, his three thumbs, his three <laughs> fingers.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm putting 2.5 as being average and therefore I'm giving this a 2.
2: Well, for all my complaints about this I have to be honest, uh, I enjoyed this one. I didn't find it boring in the least. It was dopey, it gave me a lot of things to point out that how could this possibly be? But it did entertain me. And for, for that reason I give it Three exploding novas across the
0: street. Well, that's what we thought. But, anyone?
3: I don't know what Blaine thought, because I'm too old. (laughs) Incoming transmission.
4: Hi, guys. This is it. This is the final episode of the series. We've got a suitable non-evil opponent in the Man vs. Nature category, and an homage to the first draft of the first pilot... Before, the network told Roddenberry that Robert April wasn't a strong enough name for the captain. Character dynamics are good, and the intent to save lives no matter what is true to Star Trek. I just wish the science wasn't such a complete disaster. We have no control over the flow of time. Yes, Richard P. Feynman had already shown that antimatter is mathematically equivalent to matter running backwards in time, but this is another case of trying to depict that without thinking through the implications. There is no way to distinguish between a matter universe traveling forward through time in the direction we are used to, and an antimatter universe traveling backwards through time in the opposite direction. We wouldn't have black stars on white backgrounds, that's only the opposite in photography. We'd still see SARS as the light sources triggered when a photon of energy is sucked out of our retinas and torn across space to head to the star. We wouldn't age backwards, that violates all sorts of mass conservations. Are people born with a lifetime of knowledge only to end their lives going to school and forgetting it all? This is hardly an original concept, look at the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. It's just best to treat it as a magical fantasy instead of science fiction, because you can always dig just a little bit deeper and tear the entire thing apart. Again, I like the addition of Robert April to Canon, but the science in this final season is particularly annoying. I wish the final episode could have been closer to yesteryear than this. Well that wraps up the series. Let me know what show you guys intend to do next. If I have access, and if you are interested, I'd be happy to continue sending in my thoughts.
0: Well, I can once again say, and I know I said in the last episode, our next our next project is going to be to do the, uh, what was it, 1968 uh, show? Yeah, 6760, yeah, yeah. The Prisoner. Uh, so we're doing that one, and it's gonna. I think it'll be similar to our Firefly show because we have... Uh, knowledgeable and not knowledgeable people on the show David and I have never seen the show and we're gonna watch it for the purposes of of reviewing them and Bill and, and Andy are both familiar with the show so you know we, we're gonna have different perspectives on it I think it's gonna be fun uh, we're gonna take a little hiatus while we record some episodes and get ourselves set but you know uh, keep, please keep an eye on the two true freaks uh Facebook page because or or on two true com because either way you'll be able to find us there when we start putting out episodes.
1: Or follow me on Twitter. I'll mention it.
0: Yeah, follow Andy. But uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds to me like uh, like like Blaine not only agrees but gave us scientific backing to agree with us. <laughs> you, you
2: know, Blaine brings up a very good point. There must be no schools because if you're born with a full head of knowledge and as you de-age you lose it. Why? why, If you know you're crapping out soon, why would you bother going to school?
3: No, because you have to impart the knowledge to the school. See, that's how that works. You're teaching the school. You're giving the school your knowledge because you're traveling backwards in time. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm
0: off that. (laughs) I'm already confused yeah like I said I I think they they had the they came up with the basic premise and they never bothered to try and say okay how can we do this in a way where it'll truly be thought provoking and uh, you know make some sort of sense on any level they kind of let the the making sense part of it go
3: so something that might have been interesting for this Uh, You know, now that we're at the end of the series, um, what if along the way they had done a two-part episode, like given something like, let's say the one uh, 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 yesterday, whatever, uh, where Spot, yeah, what if that had been a two-parter and they had allowed more time to expand on the story? You know, what I think we might have gotten some maybe some better episodes if maybe some had been two-parters but i don't think they were in that mindset for a weekly cartoon
0: oh and now all our time has run out (laughs) yes
3: (laughs) Yes.
0: do we have an overall grade
3: for the series or are we just going to average all our numbers and just i mean i would say if i had to give the entire series a grade I would probably go to three, three to like two point seven. Yeah, I'd
1: probably go three point five. I'm gonna say. Well, I mean, I'm gonna there, say there three stinkers, There were some stinkers.
3: There were some stinkers, and there were some high points on a couple. And I don't think there was as many high points. But
0: yeah, but, okay. I'm gonna say three, and, and the basis that I have for three is. Uh, in an age when Star Trek was just in reruns and there really weren't the platforms to put it all out there for everybody, this gave everybody just a little extra Star Trek. And for that, we needed to be thankful. Uh, but as far as the quality of the individual episodes, I think they really could have you know, stepped it up.
1: The highs aren't as high as the live-action show. But the lows aren't as low as the live-action show.
0: Oh, I think the lows mm. are every bit as low as the live-action show. I think. I, th- I, I don't I, think
1: there's anything quite as bad as the Way to Eden. <laughs>
0: it's got or you there. The,
1: what's what's the really real generally regarded the worst ever episode? And the children <laughs> shall lead. Uh
0: oh what was let uh, me, let I you... never really like
3: the Cloudbinders either, to be honest with you.
0: Let's pull that out, the let's pull out our let I think the our have some interesting uh, ideas. Let's see. what was our lowest rated show? The Lorelei it's single like, got twos across the board. Right, uh, we were
1: talk we were t- why, why Paul's working that out, we were talking about as a whole, as a season finale as well. Only really the next generation has a series finale that works. I would get turned about Intruder Four Stars for enjoyment. <laughs> But it's a one and a half star episode. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. So, but well, Shatner's just so funny in that show.
0: <laughs> I get to play a woman inside a man. Yeah. It it appears our lowest ranked episode of this show was the time trap, which is or hmm. uh, well, it's the Bermuda Triangle uh, episode. So, yeah, you know what? I guess you're right. I guess it's not worse than the worst episodes, but just the same. Uh, I, th- I think it was a noble attempt, but just could have been so much better. It's, it's, I think that's been my premise this whole season, uh, Is has been, you know, that there's been a lot of uh, potential that hasn't been reached, and I think that's that's the way I would talk about this series. Uh, my, my rating it above average is purely for the fact that, you know, I, it's Star Trek, so I'll always watch Star Trek. You know, we've we've blasted certain Star Trek things, but I'll still watch any of them.
2: I'm with Dave? you. Oh. I'm with you. I gave it a overall three. I think you summed it up perfectly. I can neither add nor detract to your pearls of wisdom.
0: I'm putting pearls out there so I guess that's it for this series thank you for everybody who's come along for the ride what are we doing next time Andy <laughs> next time on an old new episode of Track.
3: nothing
1: <laughs> alright we, we are doing something next time and it will be uh, what happens when a man just wants to resign from his bloody job
3: I am number two
0: who is number one who does number two work you. for
3: <laughs> you are number six I am not a number I am a free man <laughs>
1: <laughs> that'll only make sense after you've listened to the next show See y'all all later. Right, all right. Bye-bye. Toon Trek is based upon Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry, and is a Tutu Freaks presentation. It's hosted by Andrew Leyland, Paul Spataro, Dave Pascarella, Bill Robinson, and produced and guest hosted on occasion by J. David Wheaton. All music and clips are copyright their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. This is a review show, and as such, protected under fair use. Yeah, let's go with that. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Trek.
2: McGowan is the prisoner, trapped in a strange, terrifying prison. A lot of people are curious about what lies behind your resignation. They want to know why you suddenly left. A man like you is worth a great deal on the open market. The information in your head is priceless. I don't think you realize what a valuable property you've become. What a valuable property you've become. Patrick is the prisoner.